Sip and Listen, the podcast meant to inspire, challenge, and empower collaboration while taking actions that matter. With your hosts, beauty maker Christina Wirtz, recruiting genius Jennifer Rojas, and lover of all things marketing, Elisa Lane. Let's face facts. Your business is either growing or dying. Limeware Promotions wants to help your business grow. The strategy is not only to get seen, but remembered. And that's where Limeware comes in. We're here to help you come up with some fun, catchy promotional ideas so you get seen and remembered. At Limeware, we are ready to take on all your promotional needs from custom embroidery hats and screen print shirts all the way to business cards and pens. Limeware Promotions. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and let the growing begin. Good morning. (laughs) What's morning? Morning. I'm switching seats. <laughs> Let me get your stuff for you. <laughs> Good morning. This is so fun when we do a live show. You never know what's going to happen, especially when I'm here. So, how's your morning doing? <laughs> My morning's fantastic. All right, so we have a new commercial. Did you get to hear it? Yeah. How did it do? I think it was great. I was in the middle of switching seats. But it was limeware, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was wonderful. And we are ordering new shirts, which I am super excited. We're going to have some little nifty little sayings, something clever with sip and listen. And like what? Like what? I can't tell you. Come on. But one I think I'm playing with is chaos happens or chaos happiness. Ah. Kind of a little play on words, but I we'll like, see. I like chaos happiness. You like it? I do. Yeah? Yeah. It's kind of like an oxymoron. I know. I like those. We have to have that show. (laughs) But on today's show, we actually have someone that's um, really unique. And I've been kind of following her on her social media. And Emmy, are you there? Oh, hold on. Yes, you are. Okay, but I do have a question because you posted something about noodles. (laughs) Did you get to see this? No. Oh, (laughs) dude. I love it when I surprise Christina. So noodles. (laughs) Talk to me about these kelp noodles. Noodle, or, yeah, kelp noodles. Yeah, um, how was that? They were really weird, but I kind of like them. <laughs> All right, so are like, they like the no-calorie type of thing? I didn't look. I The reason why I bought them was because I'm supposed to not eat, like, gluten or grain and yeah, me too. all the stuff that's, like, super tasty. <laughs> so I'm always looking for, like, reasonable alternatives that aren't going to mess up my stomach. And I was like, oh, well, these are really weird looking. Let's see if, you know, <laughs> they actually taste okay. And you don't have to really cook them. So I was like, even better. Okay, that's, um, it's pretty funny because I went out, and I'm in the same boat. Like, I found out two weeks ago, I'm not, I, I cannot have any more gluten. And alcohol, which is another topic for another day. And oh, I'm so I, sorry. I know, me too. And the, the show is called <laughs> Sip and Listen, but regardless, <laughs> um, I found some black bean noodles. And um, yeah, it's silence pretty much because when you <laughs> have them, you're just like, that's it. But it after a while, you get used to them. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it's kind of And sad. I would liken these to like rice noodles almost. Hmm. which is what I was buying them for. So they were okay, but they definitely were kind of crunchy, but almost like in that, like harder than watermelon, but kind of that watermelon or like a really firm cucumber crunch. See, now I'm going to have to try them. This is so funny. Like we're talking you about. You should my, try them because they're just weird. I have to. I mean, I like weird stuff. So that's all. And now I'm like full of iodine. So that's <laughs> This is so great. It was, I couldn't wait to ask you that question. Like, that was, like, the main <laughs> oh, thing. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And it's funny because our social media world, like it's, it, I've been in marketing for years and I used to love it when it was simple. Now we've got the strangest things that catch our attentions. <laughs> like it's yeah. just odd. We were talking about the girl that took a selfie and yeah, that's what gets on the news. And I don't know, it's our foolishness, which I know is a topic for today too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just call her foolish. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But one of the topics we were actually going to cover was how are entrepreneurs foolish with their money? And I know that Christina also wants to speak a little bit about you before you even answer that question. Yeah. So okay. <clears throat> I kind of just wanted to introduce Emmy. I've known her for about, I guess I've known you for like six or seven years now. Um, met yeah, forever. I know. <laughs> met her at a women's networking event. We became friends and I ended up start, starting to do her hair for a couple of years. And actually this last November, I was back home and I had an appointment scheduled to go to Emmy's house to do her hair and it snowed like crazy. So Emmy was just like, no, like you need to do my hair. So she, I, I want to say you were probably in the car for at least like three or four hours in this snowstorm back and forth. So my point yeah, in saying like, that is like, you are just someone who doesn't let anything stand in the way of what your goals are, like no reasons, no excuses, and you'll drive in the snow for four hours to get what you want. <laughs> I, I will, because I need a decent hair, damn it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been waiting so patiently for you, so I was like, screw it, this is going to happen. I know. <laughs> I fly all the way across the country, and of course it snows on the day I have schedules cl- booked, or clients booked. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that was just a really, it was a strange storm, too. It really was. Yeah. And my, yeah. my car situation, I wasn't allowed to use the car I was driving. So I'm like, oh, sorry, everyone. And you're like, nope, I'll come pick you up. So yeah. It sounds like you have a serious determination in you. Definitely. I um, like that. I like it. Yeah. It's all about making it happen. Well, and you also uh, teach young entrepreneurs, which I'm, I'm sure that comes in handy. I, yes, and it's so much fun. Like I, um, the organization that I teach through is at the, excuse me, it's the Young Entrepreneurs Academy, and it's seventh through twelfth graders, and they come with these like brilliant ideas and no clue how to execute, and it's really frustrating. I think for them, just trying to put everything into place because they don't know, you know, how to reach out to a manufacturer, for instance, or you know any of the other things. So in the process of teaching them how to write their business plan and then how to pitch to investors, they get so much clarity and, and they too are really determined, but it's easy to let, and I think, you know, this is true of any business owner. It's easy to let things stop you. Well, and it's funny how you start with the business plan. I don't know too many companies that actually are still doing that. I think as entrepreneurs, the idea goes into implementation so fast that marketing is the next step. And I love that you stop at that marketing plan or the business plan because that's really what will keep you on the track. Um, I think right now there's so many ideas with funnels and marketing, and it's like the sexy part of the business that we forgot the business plan is what comes first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what I see with my clients is that they've, for the most part, they're very creative or they're visionary and they want to make a big difference in the world, and they are driven by helping other people and, in particular, their clients. So... They're all in action about doing that, and then they forget that they actually have to run the business piece, too. And that's kind of where I come in and help them build strategies so they can have a life again and grow their business at the same time beyond whatever level they're at now. Well, it's funny because if you watch Shark Tank, one of my favorite shows, 
I love it when yeah. they just rip them apart if they don't know their finances. Right. Mm. And it's just and one of the things that that's like number one. Yeah, if you don't know what your numbers are, like you can't have a business because you're not, you don't know what you're earning, you don't know what your expenses are, you don't know what you need to grow or to pay yourself. There's so many aspects where really paying attention to your money can hold you up. Oh, and it's that beautiful word of budget. <laughs> yeah. It's so sexy. Right? And, <laughs> and People don't do that. I mean, they don't do it in their personal lives and they don't do it in their business lives and they're both kind of interchangeable. Well, and I think if you can master that piece of it, the responsibility starts to grow. Therefore, your business starts to grow because your capacity to actually be responsible for it is there. Absolutely. So do you teach... And it doesn't... Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) There's so much... No, I, I was just fascinated by the, the entrepreneur class. I think that's such a great thing. And to start them so young, have you seen any, like, do you have any metrics of, you know, someone that's pitched it or, you know, any successes yet? Yeah, so uh, super cool because I, this is the second year I've been teaching. Um, both of my kids have been through the program. Oh, that's so awesome. the, two years ago, um, my son didn't win, but. Um, The girl who did, her uh, company name is Little Bags Big Impact, and she makes, like, purses and wallets, et cetera, out of, I think it's vintage fabric. She's got a solid business in our area. I mean, she's selling online. She's, you know, she's gotten a ton of PR. She's making money. Little Uh, Bags Big Impact? Yeah. That's adorable. Um, Anna Welsh, I believe, is her name. And then the kids that were uh, in last year's class actually won the National Young Entrepreneur Academy. They make um, pocket squares, and the company name is Rex Ricardi. And again, like they're expanding their line. They just released, I think they started with two different um, pocket square prints, and they've released three more. Um, they're all art-based, so, um, you know, kind of copies of different paintings that they have permission to use, obviously. And they're, I mean, people are buying them here. It's so funny to go to networking events. And I'm like, oh, my God, I know where you got that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so you see the progression. Now, what did mm-hmm. your sons have? Like, what was their, what was their yeah, idea? Yeah, so my older guy uh, was going to do graffiti T-shirts. Um, and he had a lot of fun concepting it out, but just decided that it wasn't something he wanted to pursue um, as a business. And then my younger guy is in... And he is all about uh, woodworking and cabinet making. So he's starting his business making um, cutting boards and pens and keychains. And is actually going to college for woodworking cabinet making this fall. So he's, he's having a blast planning everything out and really getting clear. And this is where the numbers have helped him because he had no idea, like, how do I know what the cost is so that I can make these so I can be profitable. Yeah. Wow, that's so fun. Do you think they'll do mm-hmm. some more ideas growing up? or um, Brian, my older guy, definitely will. Um, I think for Matthew, at least for the next, you know, several years, like this is his passion. If he could hang out in, you know, sawdust and <laughs> just play with wood. That's a good name for a company. That's a great yeah. name for a company right there. Yeah. Play with sawdust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Uh-huh. Let's bring that to the class. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I just feel like you have so much knowledge and I want to know how you got to this point. Like, I know when I met you, I think you were a health and wellness coach and I've seen you kind of just evolve over the years. So can you give us a little bit of background on how you got to where you are and what you're actually doing now? Yeah, absolutely. So my path to where I'm at now is probably the most crooked that you could possibly (laughs) get. Um, I mean, my my educational background is that I have a... um, you know, I went to college for business and marketing, and along the way, I've done um, convention and event planning. I started my first business as a personal chef and then moved it into catering. Um, I've catered events um, either for myself or working for other companies, um, and anywhere, like any capacity from serving, chefing, to being an event planner for parties that were four to a thousand people. So I saw like the gamut of how to really plan anything, which was super fun and always to anticipate like just different, different things not working. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done, you know, marketing Mm -hmm. and project management where I was buying media for aftermarket motorcycle companies, building websites, um, again, doing more conferences, the over, overarching theme here is party, really, because <laughs> that's likes all party. event planning and, and conferences are. But, um, mm-hmm. like, I think, Christina, when I met you, I was um, a health coach, and my passion for food has always been there, and my passion for eating healthy food and the kelp noodles, um, <laughs> because I really You have to call really for a sponsorship soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I really believe that food can can change and improve your health and your well-being across like all aspects, disease, depression, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I recognized mm-hmm. as I was I was health coaching and really feeling frustrated at a time when everything seemed to be far more um, you know just like the 21 day detox, etc and I that's not what I believe enough that that's not helpful at times but for me it was really about holistic health looking at you know why you were choosing the foods that you're uh, currently you know you're currently eating and how that's helping you or not one of the things I recognized was that I was working with entrepreneurs and I really wasn't health coaching them I was more looking at their business and helping them de-stress but then build their business because a lot of times what they were stressed about and then not eating well about was because there's, the sales weren't coming in. They, you know, weren't tracking their money, et cetera, et cetera. So over the last couple of years, I've shifted into business coaching, and that's what I do right now is I work with creative entrepreneurs and visionaries, and I help double mm-hmm. and triple their revenue. So you did mention, um, mm-hmm. like, being foolish with money as part of something that we were actually going back and forth in conversation before the show. Yeah. Um, do you see that that's where it's kind of a disconnect, like they're not – aware enough or is it their mindset or is it health related like what is what is that piece that you see the most um as far as where they're foolish with their money i think that people are just afraid of money in general and particularly women um so you know they go in with i want to go do this thing whatever their service or their product is however they want to help and serve people and they don't think about like one, the planning piece, as we talked about, like the strategy piece, but they don't look at, like, how much money do I actually need to bring in and how many sales do I actually have to have to do that? 
So do you think it's also like sure. the fear of spending money? Like there's always a saying of, you know, you have to spend money to yes. make money. Oh my, if I could count how many people I've talked to who won't invest either in my coaching or somebody else's program or something else that when you think about it logically and you take the emotion piece out, right, but that you know will give them results because they're afraid of they might have to change. They, you know, they aren't committed to their business. They, you know, insert reason. It's unbelievable. So it's kind of that saying, put your money where people or, suck. Is it put your money where your mouth is? Like, I always think about that. Like, if you're really going to go into business, yeah. like, are you willing to buy in? Exactly. And the thing that I, I would love to see more people think about is really look at what the ROI is when you're making investments, right? If you're going to spend, whether it's $100, $1,000, or $10,000, what is that money going to get you? And if you know that if you do the work or, you know, everything works out and you're going to make $100,000 on that $10,000 investment, then even if you don't have the cash right this second, figure out a way to get it so that you can have that return on investment. That's huge. But most people don't, their brains don't work that way. So when you're working with the kids, is that a conversation Mm -hmm. that you work with them on? And do you see the similar reactions or behaviors as you do with adults? Right. So not a ton. Like the kids just think that they're going to put their website up and everybody's going to buy from them. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, that. They haven't had some of that reality set in. Sometimes so that works. This, <laughs> Hate right? to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they haven't, and at this point in the game, like they don't, most of them aren't selling anything mm-hmm. yet. So they don't have that that gauge to know what it's going to take for them to sell stuff. We, at the end of the program, we do a trade show and they get to sell their product or service. So they, they start experiencing some of that. But um, with the program, we really just break down like the costs and the expenses. Hmm. And that's uh, something that most entrepreneurs don't think about either. Mm-hmm. It's like, what am I spending my money on? And there's really three places um, you know, there's some like fixed operational costs. These are the things that you have to, you know, you have to pay for every month. Otherwise, you don't operate like, you know, internet connection. <laughs> the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Or a phone. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, you know, the next level would be things that are more discretionary, like networking or, you know, some of the marketing activities. And then, you know, you need those because if you're not doing some marketing, advertising, networking, however you want to categorize that, um, you know, you're not reaching your people, obviously. And then the next level would be, you know, making various investments, paying yourself, etc. Are they surprised when they start seeing the breakdown? Yes. Yeah. In fact, I just had a client, we broke down all of her expenses and um, she had a couple of employees and looking at particularly with the employees what their productivity was versus the cost and we've restructured how that happened so that um, she was actually saving money. It's funny that this topic is brought up right now. I have like two thoughts on it because I was on, you invited me to be on your podcast and we were talking about Mm -hmm. 
how I had to kind of give up my <clears throat> negative beliefs about money because when I moved out to Arizona, I didn't have much and I was starting my career literally at zero. And to be able to, you know, build out the salon and get everything running and marketing and advertising and everything, I had to put a lot of money on my credit card and it was a, it was a really huge hurdle to get over was like that anxiety that I induced on myself being like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, my credit cards have never been over a thousand dollars and here I am sitting on like eight, nine grand. Like, what does that mean about me? And I, I had it mean that I was going backwards, but really I had to shift my mindset and that shifted when I was talking to other entrepreneurs. Like, no, that's just like the flow of how things go. Like money goes out, money comes in. And I like what you said about what's your ROI. Um, so that's something that I had to give up and Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to make it. It's not even like I didn't want to put the money out. It was just like a huge fear, and that fear could have stopped me, you know? Right. Well, it, it is scary. I mean, it's, you know, there's all the what-ifs running through your head, and in your case, like, what if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't work? What if clients don't come? And I think we all experience that at some point. Yeah. But when you shift it and reframe it as you did and you look at it just as like, this is the investment so I can go create this amazing thing. I already have the past experience of success of, you know, having wonderful clients and having a full book. It's a lot easier and it really shifts your vibration and the energy level and everything that you're attracting to you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's what money is. It's just energy. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a really low energy place where you're fearing your money and avoiding it, you can't attract more of it. So what's one thing that, like, when you're coaching people on this money mindset, what are some things that you suggest that they do to get into that new energy field? Yeah, so a couple of different things. One is get really clear about where you're at. Mm -hmm. So I'll have them go through, you know, both personal and business expenses and just look at it at the numbers, like not, and I think that, this is really big in all areas of life is like stop giving it meaning, right? It's not good or bad. It's not out there trying to get you. It's just like get a clean slate of here you are. And from now on, we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, starting to look at, you know, tracking what it is and then figuring in, as I said earlier, what it is you want to bring in. But the other piece that is, I think really crucial is, you know, affirmations and, starting to kind of create new brain patterns and thought patterns around your money beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like if you're trying to get somewhere and you're trying to follow a map, you can't get there unless you know where you are. So I think it is important right. to see exactly where you are, like what's so in that area, and then you can actually see where you're going. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then what I like to do is set you know, like monthly goals so you have a sense of, all right, well, I have, this is what I'm offering and this is the income level I want to get to. So, you know, let's say over the course of six months, let's back up and see, you know, from where I am right now, what do I need to, to do? Like how many people do I need to talk to? Um, what, you know, how many people do I need to have sales conversations with? And then how many people do I need to close to get this month, next month, the month after? To, you know, continue building. Mm-hmm. And when you take a, I'm going to say just kind of a neutral kind of logical approach to that and you just take the action, and here's the really cool thing is once you start taking action and you do it in 
potentially a different way than what you have been doing and you do it consistently, stuff's going to come back to you. Yeah. <clears throat> so do yeah. you, rem- you recommend um, a tracking system or anything that you work with that would allow for that, like any apps that you recommend or anything in that? Yeah. So, I mean, we use QuickBooks, um, but I know FreshBooks is, I think, still around. Um, I like spreadsheets just for simple stuff. Like I, even though I have, you know, all my books done in QuickBooks, I still keep spreadsheets with all my revenue goals and my expenses um, and my projections. Cause it's easier for me to look at and update uh, on a regular basis. And then I think 17 Hats also does some basic uh, financial record, uh, reporting. It's so fun to have all these tools now that are, technology-based and so helpful because I think um, it really helps us keep track of things. I I think you're definitely right. And Christina also mentioned like a map, like it's definitely the map to where you want to go. There's a Mm -hmm. couple of other questions that I have around sales and like missing the mark and closing people that I definitely want to get to. We're actually going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Are you selling or buying a home that needs upgrading or repairs? Get free contracting services when you buy or sell a home with Matthew Makovic Real Estate Solutions. Put expertise to work for you. Matthew is a licensed general contractor and a licensed real estate agent with Lux Real Estate Group. Drop the hassles and maximize your value with this unique two-for-one service. Call 520-465-4640 today or check out fixitlistedsold.com. That's fixitlistedsold.com. Hello, thanks for calling Next Level, where we invest in people and fund their dreams. We help you with personal and business loans, credit enhancement, investments, insurance, and so much more, so you don't have to keep chasing your financial tail all the time. Uh, hey, Susan, your number came up, and I think it's your cat and dog again. Tell them to stop calling and go online to nlbcgroup.com. That's nlbcgroup.com. And why is it so warm in here? That's Next Level Business Concepts Group, Susanna, where we invest in people and fund their dreams. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. I love those commercials. <laughs> I. It's funny because we have some wonderful sponsors right now that are just allowing us to have a lot of fun. And actually, Next Level is going to be on the show April 2nd. They're bringing the whole team in. So I'm super excited about having that. And we also have Matt coming on mm-hmm. with the Real Estate Solutions. So that whole fix it, list it, sold, um, that's like a new concept. And we were actually talking about that before the show, how it's not something that's usual. So marketing something that's new is always something that's a bit challenging. So we love working with our sponsors and we greatly appreciate them. And um, we were talking about tracking numbers and missing the sale and how to convert that and I was hoping you had some insight on that what do you think Emmy oh absolutely yeah you know it's funny because most people um, if you talk to them don't like sales they're like you know I really don't like selling I don't want to sound like a used car salesperson you know etc etc and no matter Christina do you like sales do I like sales? Yeah, before we, we, we even go to the next <laughs> step there, because that's like a good co- topic right there. It's a hot topic. I do. You do? I do, actually. 
How about you, Emmy? Do you like sales? I do now, but I didn't initially. Yeah, I didn't either. Like as a hairstylist, I I was at the beginning of my career, I had to get clear that like, yeah, I actually am selling something. And there's the whole upsell process too, but it's not me selling something. It's I got to figure out what problems this person needs solved and provide solutions. And once I could reframe that, that just made it so much easier to think of myself as a salesperson and then get results from it. Well, right. and I really believe and that we're all selling mm-hmm. something. There's Absolutely. always something. There's always some sort of agenda we want to get to. Yeah, when I go on dates, I'm yeah. trying to sell who I am. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same thing, too. It is. <laughs> it is. Well, and, you know, you're the beauty industry, so, like, that's pretty much you're always selling. Always. Like, the people coming to you are, you know, coming to you because they're selling. Not, not really selling something, hopefully. But, you know... We're, we're expanding ourselves. We, we want to have the attention that actually provides the conversation so we can actually get to the next step that we want to get to. Yeah. I don't know. That was just the hot topic. I needed to pause there. But I mean, <laughs> what was the next thing? Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, too, because most people don't want to, like, they feel they're selling to, they're doing something to the person that they want to work with. I think and it's a compliment. Like, it's funny, like, and, and I totally understand that, and I get a little heated when it comes yeah. to this, because <laughs> most people get invited to things, and then they're annoyed by the invitation. And I'm like, seriously? Mm-hmm. Like, instead of seeing it as something that, oh, now I have to go, like, you got the opportunity to go. And you could say yes or exactly. no. So, yeah. And that person's thinking of you, and you know, wants you to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if someone's selling you something, thank them. I mean, it takes something to actually get out there and do it. And and I know, like, when you're starting with young entrepreneurs, like, that's, some, like, it takes bravery and courage and to get up there and pitch your story. Like, I commend mm-hmm. that. Like, I really just love the fact that people, I'm like, sell me. Go ahead. I want to hear it. Oh, yeah. And the kids that I work with, they go from most of them. There's some that are very comfortable you know, speaking into a mic in front of 200 people or 300 people. But most of them are really nervous, and we you know, spend a lot of time with them having them practice and prepare their pitch. And then they go up there, and you would never know that three weeks earlier they were, like, shaking in their shoes. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and I'm sure that really they funny. find some sort of inspiration in themselves about it all, and not to, not to even show, like, the class is getting something out of it, too. Right. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, that's, it's amazing. Um, but as far as like, even that piece where they're like, they, some of them are afraid of asking, um, you know, they're afraid of asking for the money and, and right there they're selling, like, this is their first sell really. Right. And when you shift it into their serving people, Mm. like it changes everything. Do you think that fear comes from, you know, getting to that no (laughs) or like receiving the no and what? Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to hear no, and rejection can be, you know, uncomfortable, you know, at best. And I think, you know, we all take things personally, but really, when you hear no, it's not about you. It's just that they're either not ready or it's not the right thing for them. I don't usually say this, but I think in that game, um, rejection, I think men win. I think women are not used to hearing no mm. as much as men. I mean, men are typically the ones that will ask women out for a date. 
and they put themselves right. at risk a lot more than women. They're also the ones that go into battle. They're, you know, usually, I shouldn't say all, but usually the ones. And they usually play sports that are extremely aggressive. Mm-hmm. So there's something about that that I think women are a little bit behind. I haven't even ever thought yep. about that point, but it makes a lot of sense because in the 11 years I've been in the beauty industry, I've seen stylists, um, the majority of them are just not confident in standing in their prices or even raising their mm-hmm. prices because they're afraid that someone won't pay, afraid someone will leave them. And last night I was at a, a mastermind with one, a really big name marketer and I don't even know why I was there. I just got invited by Jordan and Katie who were on our show a couple of weeks ago. And um, there was a client who Jordan and Katie are working with who does eyelashes and they're generating a bunch of client opportunities for her. And she ended up getting, I think, close to 100 or 150 opportunities and she didn't reach out to any of them. And we were just trying to figure out, like, why? And the marketer guy, he was like, honestly, that's probably a confidence issue that she doesn't feel like she's um, able to close that sale or actually put herself out there and And Katie was like, well, her prices are already super low and she still has that confidence issue. So it speaks to what you said about how women aren't used to hearing no. And maybe that is something that happens in this industry. Yeah, Yeah, I think women Women overall, they want to be liked like we want to be liked. Mm. Um, And we want to have all of like the checks in the boxes well why does it have to be an either or like can't we be liked and say no (laughs) like maybe it's not gonna work out let's be friends (laughs) (laughs) yes maybe you're not meant to be my client but there may be something else that we can do like maybe we're networking buddies maybe we're just partners exactly yeah exactly so when you take the the like the personal piece of it out and it's just a numbers game then like all that anxiety and the fear and the lack of confidence, you can let go. And that's the one thing that people leave on the table as far as sales is that they don't follow up. Yeah. Well, and and it's funny because I know we have the fear of success and then we have the fear of failure. And I think they kind of intertwine at times. You know, it's almost like, what if I get that big deal? Then I've got to go to work. Or then I have to create a team and then I have more responsibility and then I have to spend more money. But you're making more money. Uh-huh. You forget about that. So it's it's just a funny way that we actually function. And I think none of oh, yeah. us um, can really avoid that because we're made of thoughts. Yeah, I've, I've actually had people not hire me because they decided they didn't want to grow their business mm-hmm. because then they would have to do more work. I've had the same. I have had yeah. the same. And I was like, mm-hmm. excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean that's their their perspective and their prerogative and and you know whatever works for them. Well, and some of them want to have that small, intimate type of business that they can control. Like there's a controlling mm-hmm. element to it. Like if you don't grow too big, you know, you you have this sense of control. Whereas when you right. expand. I mean, you're visible, like your visibility goes up. I mean, it's probably why I love T-shirts with your sayings on it or logos and logo shirts. And I mean, it starts to expand the vision and the impressions. I mean, it's what Facebook's all about. It's all these impressions that you're actually getting because to get to the buy, it takes so many of those. Like there's a repetition that goes along with that. Like it's why, you know, Starbucks still brands their cup. 
you know, it's why they spend so much money on branding and they don't stop because the moment that ends, you're less interesting. It's like not going to the beauty salon. I do have a couple of grays I do have to talk about. You said you like them. I'm, I'm back and forth like about it. Now? It's giving me a lot of attention. <laughs> I, every time I look at you, I'm like, God, I could do so much with that hair. Your hair is amazing. I just want to put my hands in it and you won't let me. Well, you can one day. <laughs> I'm also a For tease. your son's wedding. For your son's wedding. <laughs> yes, my we son's getting married it. this year. We got to yeah. do all kinds of great stuff to it. Yeah. So someday. that you look like the hottest mom on earth. And they're like, I don't look like sister? that now. You Christina, do. watch your words. Hottest mom in the state for sure. Oh but on gosh. earth is what we're going for. <laughs> this is how we get in trouble on the show. <laughs> oh, Emmy, save me. <laughs> She's all the way in Pennsylvania. She can't do anything for you right now. When are you coming to Arizona? It is beautiful here. Um, you know, based on the snow that we've had the last couple of weeks, it oh. may be tomorrow. Wow. Yes, get out here. Yeah, we're actually having a rainy day today, which is unusual for us, but yeah, it actually changes it all up. So oh. our hair looks, Christina. Yeah, is there looks a rainy really season in Arizona? <laughs> What'd you say, Emmy? Is there a, is there a rainy season in Arizona? There is. I learned that there's a monsoon season. I guess what September, <laughs> August. But what are you guys laughing at? I don't Nothing. even know. But shockingly, it's been raining like crazy. And I speak to these native Arizonians and they're like, no, we've had way, so, way too much rain this year. It's really, really odd. I'm like, all right, good, because I don't want to live in this. I got to move down to like Brazil or the equator or something to get away. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, you got to come out here, Emmy. Oh, I believe me, it's on my intention list for this year. Oh, yeah. So you That's... also like to travel, I heard, on your bio. I love traveling. So what was the best place and, you've traveled and what's your favorite? Oh, God. Um, best place. Well, I was just in Paris over the holidays. Oh, that's so, awesome. Like, that's, that's refreshing right. my memory of wine, chocolate, and croissants. <laughs> oh, uh, even the way you said and, it. <laughs> yeah, and escargot. Look at you. Um, Do you speak French, Emmy? No. Not at all. Butcher it. Terrible. I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I visited Paris as well, and I didn't speak French, and I actually got really sick, so I did not have a good time there. No. Maybe I should go back yeah. and give it a second shot. Hmm. Um, oh, you should. Definitely. It's amazing. Amazing, amazing. I'm going to say San Francisco, and even though it's my hometown, I really love, um, I love Philly. Like, I think we're just in such a cool location where you can get to the beach and mm. mountains and have all these different um, different experiences from you know, being out in the middle of nowhere to either being in Philly, but you have access to D.C. and New York you know, within a couple of hours, too. That is something I miss, being in Arizona. The closest beach is, what, like four and a half, five hours away down in Mexico, Rocky Point? <clears throat> and then San Diego is like five <laughs> hours away. I miss just being able to take a day trip to the beach. That can't happen. But. Well, it's funny because we're on spring break right now. Actually, our third co-host is actually, I mean, flying to Mexico today. So she's on spring break. Oh, wow. But uh, she also but loves don't you the have, beach. like, don't you have pools everywhere? Oh, yeah. yeah. Every single house, every single complex has pools. They're heated. You can go on them year-round. But mm. there's, like, lakes and stuff, too. So it's almost lake season. That's it's almost, I mean, it's not the same it's as salt water, but. No, it's not. And there's no waves. You can't surf. You can't do all that. Yeah. Mm. But. Um, it's nothing like a sandy beach. Yeah, I'll definitely be out there. 
Yeah. Good. I actually might be going to Philly soon. I have a, really? a great friend out there. She actually moved from here there a couple of months ago. She's a, a doctor out there. So if I'm in town, I may just have to look you up, Emmy. Oh, please do. Oh, you guys I'll would love each other. Around. We'll go get some noodles. <laughs> <laughs> what part of Philly are you going to, Elisa? I'll make you the noodles. She's going to make me noodles. Wherever Emmy's <laughs> is, I'm going to be. <laughs> Chester Springs, Pennsylvania. That's, that's where I'll place my little map marker. <laughs> well, I said it depends on when and when you're going to be coming to Philly because I'll be moving into the city late oh. summer. Oh, my gosh. You're actually moving finally? Yes. I'm so excited yeah, for you. Yeah, the plan oh. is. Maybe we Drop both go down. At, at college and pack bag and move. Yes. Wow. Congratulations. You've yeah. been in that house so long, and I know you wanted to get into the city. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. And go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was say, and then I can really travel. Like, I'm not tied down to being in any one place, and my business is structured so that I can be you know, anywhere and work, so... Is that one of yeah. your whys, too, behind what you do? I saw on your website, it's like, I've created this business that provides me flexibility and freedom, and I want that for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I started not necessarily because of travel, but because I was a single mom. Well, I still am a single mom, but um, I wanted to be home with my kids. I had made that commitment when my oldest was born 20 years ago, and um, I want everybody to have flexibility because I really believe in flow and not balance. Hmm. What do you mean by that? So, I you know how a lot of people talk about life balance, and for me, like there is no balance. Things aren't in perfect balance ever. Hmm. Um, and if you allow fluidity and flow in your life, where you know sometimes you may be spending you know more hours in a day working, or more hours in a day doing personal things or other pieces of your life, that's all okay. It's how you look at it and how you plan it and react it to it and emotionalize it so that you're not stressed out and, and overwhelmed and exhausted. It actually works and well with what you mentioned earlier, the crooked path. <laughs> I thought that was perfect. But yeah. It's definitely a flow versus some sort of straight, you know, line that I think we, you know, imagine in our heads going and just, just doesn't. Like there's so many ups and downs. I've had my business for right? eight years now and I think... Yeah, like it's my son every day just is had, new. Exactly. Exactly. And like my son just had major surgery a couple of weeks ago for a leg lengthening um procedure and if if I were really holding on to I have to work, you know, X amount of hours a day and I can't take, you know, three weeks off and blah 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 like it would have been a nightmare as far as stress level for me, for him you know, et cetera. Instead, we just, I planned what I needed to plan. I've been here. He's doing great. I did, you know, I worked. I'd done two talks, um, held one of my, my monthly events, et cetera. But it just looked differently than it normally does. And mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. It seems like that flow would be <clears throat> necessary to maintain your well-being, like your mental well-being, your physical well-being, because something I've had to wrap my head around is like some days I'm super motivated and I'll be just cranking at it from like, you know, 9am. And even last night I was at this mastermind till 1130 at night. And then the next day I might not feel that way. And like, I actually need to set some time and take some time for myself and my needs and have it all be okay and honor that. So I feel like that's part of the flow that you're speaking to. 
Absolutely, because you probably put out a ton of energy yesterday mm-hmm. or any day that you're doing that, and then you need some recoup time. Totally. Right? There's not every day is the same. And and even for people who are you know, have a more scheduled life than what I have or what you may have, it's still, you know, some days you have more meetings or you have other obligations that require more energy. Do you um, plan ahead a lot? Like, do you see, yeah. all, like, do you map it all out and like, okay, this one's going to be a big event. I'm probably going to have two days of recovery. Like, do you have that much of a system in place? Yeah. Nice. Um, if you look at my calendar, it is a rainbow of pink and purple. Oh, and uh, I have it's, stickers it's on mine. <laughs> What's that? I have stickers on mine. I, nice. I, it's funny because most people will do the automated, you know, on their phone calendar. And I'm like, I can't do yeah. that. I can't put my stickers on that. So like for me, uh, I no, love I'd... different color Sharpies and stickers. And I just have a blast with my calendar. Emmy, have you found a way to add glitter to your calendar? Because right, that'd be shocking if you haven't. I do use Google Calendar. I don't have a paper calendar. But Maybe if I you can create glitter, it. Yes. Talk to your entrepreneur group. Create <laughs> an app. Yes. We need a sparkly <laughs> ad sticker calendar. I am sure yeah. they can come up with it. Now, you're yeah. also on the board of Fem City. Did I say that right? Fem City, yep. Philadelphia. It's, what, what's that about? Oh, that's. I've done a lot of networking in my 10 years of entrepreneur land and it is by far my favorite women's business networking group it's also the largest in philadelphia we have like 1500 2000 members excuse me um it's just an amazing networking group of of women entrepreneurs um some corporate women but mostly entrepreneurs and super supportive uplifting great connectors and we have monthly breakfast and a couple of other uh, meetings during the month and it's just a great way to you know get involved with other people um that group in particular i mean some of those the women that are in that group are my friends they're my colleagues i've gotten business from it it's just a great group and it's a national organization um so there's different fem cities all over the country now you're on the board. Is that like a lot of time that you dedicate to being a part of that group? How does that work for you? Not really. Um, I mean, it's you know, it, obviously it's time in, but for the most part, it's supporting the president and then being at meetings, um, doing a little bit of marketing and promoting of of the group. Um, but it's it's something that's so easy to add into conversation. Like I don't really track that time. Like that's, I think the one thing I don't track these days. <laughs> <laughs> so do you find that it's also become more of a support system for you as well? So it kind of just goes into life happiness as well? Yeah. As oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a great place to, you know, ask for help, look for recommendations. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, a lot of my friends are, you know, our Femme City uh, sisters. So they're easy to reach out to. And, mm-hmm. um, I think what what has kept me like coming back and wanting to be on the board is that of all the groups that I've been in, um, these women are really dedicated to seeing you succeed. What do you think it's about? What, what keeps that going? Like, what is it about that group that actually just keeps that? 
Is it somehow from the we president? attract positivity? <laughs> like it's just natural positivity. Like that's just what's there. Yeah. So it seems like it's harmonious. Like there's a group of people that actually want to see other people succeed, and that's a beautiful thing. Yes. Yeah, and we'll go out of their way to like help make it happen. Do you do a lot with nonprofits? Uh, I have not. Like, I haven't worked with any nonprofit clients um, recently. Is it something you touch upon with the young entrepreneurs, which I'm fascinated? Yeah, with? because most of them have some sort of give back program tied into their business. So is that um, how the so, little bag, big impact got started, or was it something that was more? Intended? Yeah, and I've, I've forgotten who she, you know, what what her profit goes to, which organization. But um, I, most of the kids and the and younger entrepreneurs have some sort of charitable um, piece mm -hmm. to their business. It's been really cool to see how they're they're really looking for sustainable ways to make uh, impact. And, and to help other people. I love that. Side note, yeah. I saw you post something on your blog this morning called My Man List. I haven't read it. Can you talk about this? <laughs> Do you have a list of men? <laughs> Why didn't we start with this question? And you just... Because <laughs> we talked about the noodles. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm not going to say it, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, first of all, I have to... Just give credit to um, a friend of mine because he has been telling me that I need to post my man list for like months. So, uh, Wait, let me, let me get my pen. I think I'm going to need notes for this one. <laughs> yeah. So I've been single for a really long time. Um, and, and I love being single. Um, but when I was first, after I was first divorced and after I had decided I wanted to start dating again, like, I couldn't figure out why I wasn't meeting people that I wanted to meet. And not that I didn't meet great guys. I just, they weren't in the parameters of what I thought I wanted of a relationship. And finally, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I need to get clear about this. Like, I don't even know what I want. So I started a man list of characteristics and attributes of what I wanted in somebody that I was going to date and as a partner, et cetera. So it's evolved over time. And I've rewritten it at the end of any relationship or at the beginning of a relationship too and just tweak things. Mm -hmm. But I relate it to having a target market and a client avatar because most entrepreneurs think that they can market to everybody, which you can. However, it's not how you're going to grow and it's not how you're going to sell. So the more narrow you are and the more focused you are on who you want to attract as a client, and, and who you want to work with. I'm a big proponent of like having that mindset that you actually get to choose who you work with. Um, the more effective your marketing will be, the easier it is to attract the people that you want to have and it, the easier it is to you know, make sales. So I have so. one question, and this is something yeah. I've gone back and forth about. I've made my own man lists, and I've also evolved them over time. And it seems, too, that when I make that list, I actually do find a guy that's that meets, you know, 98% of it. And then we end up breaking up, and then I have to add something like, oh, crap, I didn't know that I didn't want this, or I didn't know that I wanted this. So what do you do in that situation when you look at your list and you meet someone, and you're like, oh, well, I'm not really sure, like, 
do they meet my list? And if they don't, do you just not even get it started? Or do you explore and see if there's something you can add to your list? Does that make any sense? So from, yeah. So for me, they've got to be meet at least or have potential to meet like 75%-ish of my list. So like, and this may sound silly to a lot of people, but for me, like I love the beach. I'm going to go to the beach. And if you don't like the beach, and you don't ever want to go to the beach, it's not going to work, and I'm going to drive you nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. And I'm really clear about that, too. So you don't have to love the beach as much as I do, but if you don't like sand in between your toes, then, like, that that doesn't work for me. So is there something um, to be said for, like, must-haves, would-be-nice-to-have, and yeah. can't-haves, like, kind of categories? Yeah. Yeah, and as I'm meeting people or, you know, even in some of the, my relationships, like things that I've realized that I need to tweak, I just get super excited about it. So I'm like, oh, now I get it. Mm. It's like, oh, all right, so this isn't quite what I wanted. So now I can change it and evolve, and I'm that much closer to meeting the person that will fulfill all the things on my list. Got it. But I'm never in a rush about it either. Yeah. And you can use that list. I feel like you can use that list for any area of your life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the more clear you are about anything, the easier it is for you to find it and for it to show up. Yeah. Yeah, I was told you know, But it's not... Go ahead. It's not holding on to it. Like, if you're... I think one of the things that makes my man list work and the client avatar is that I have this clarity, right? I'm evolving it. But I'm not holding the piece of paper going, everything's got to be checked off and it's got to look like this because it's black and white. Mm. There's, again, that fluidity piece. The, there's fluctuation in, in each thing. I, I definitely love it. It makes me think of, like, who are the people I'd love to be stuck on an island with? Like, if that <laughs> exactly. was it, like, who would be those people? And I have to say, I mean, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for everything you're doing and for sharing your wisdom with young entrepreneurs and really being someone that really just makes a difference on this planet. So it's a pleasure meeting you. I can't wait to meet you in person here in Arizona or in Philly. (laughs) Um, We will definitely keep in touch and keep our information going back and forth. Um, Let me know if you find other things than noodles, but we're definitely (laughs) going to be calling this show from noodles to the man list. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye, See you honey. next week. Thank you. It's been so much fun to be here. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye.